and also the health department is hosting a fall health fair on October 19th mm-hmm. from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Franklin Public Library. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM dial at 102.9. It's a Friday. It's a Talk Franklin time with our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Jamie, how are you doing this Friday? Fantastic, Steve. How are you? Great. And Lily Rivera, we've got our communications specialist with us today. Lily, how are you doing this Friday? I'm doing great. It feels like fall. I've got my sweater on. We're all matching. Uh, Mark's wearing a flannel. So, you know, <laughs> we're back into the groove. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a little on the cool side, but I like this kind of weather. This is my weather as opposed to the heat, but that's me. So I understand. It's, <laughs> it's the first day of fall. It's surprising. Um, surprising to hear we're, we're in fall already, but. Uh, Indeed. Everybody's, I think, ready. We always get to this point, Steve, right? Like yeah. at some point in the year, you're like, okay, this is good. We're changing seasons. It's one of the benefits of doing one. So, yeah, we were talking fall. It's here. And we've also fortunate we've got a bunch of things coming in fall. Starting well, it's always the- active in, uh, in Franklin, right? I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, we brought we- up a few minutes ago. We got the Harvest Fest is the big one, but uh Lily, there's a bunch of uh, town events coming up, too, that I think are fun for the whole family, right? Yeah, so the DPW is actually hosting a pizza truck event on October 15th. It's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the DPW yard. Uh, they're going to have some you know, variety of different town trucks for, you know, the kids always love uh, taking a peek at them. Uh, there's also going to be some tabling and uh, some fun family activities. And this can be a good follow-up, close the loop on the hydrant painting uh, program that DPW ran. So we're going to announce the winners um, at that event um, at noon. So if you're looking for a good time to go, that's a good time. Um, and then also uh, through Conservation Commission, uh, they're going to be hosting a Delcart Fall gathering on the 22nd from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And they're going to have a bunch of fun activities uh, such as pumpkin painting. Uh, they're going to do a walk um, with... Um, like a, like a woods walk with the Department of Conservation and Recreation. It's going to be a meet and greet with soil and wetland scientists. Uh, it's going to be snacks, beverages. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and also the health department is hosting a fall health fair on October 19th mm-hmm. from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Franklin Public Library. Um, if this could have local vendors, uh, there's going to be a farm stand, which is super exciting, health screenings. Uh, live entertainment, face painting, raffles, giveaways. Um, and that's going to be, again, at the library. So there's always a good time over at the library. Uh, so a lot of different things for residents to enjoy uh, coming up in October. And I know I've seen a couple of, well, one virtually and one in reality. I've seen the hydrants painted. Um, <laughs> there's a nice one by Peck uh, yeah. Street. Um, and I saw another one where one of the... Uh, one of the sports teams had redecorated again for the mm-hmm. sports thing. And so I think there's what, about 30 applications that were approved. So okay. I, now it's going to be a challenge. We've got what hundreds of hydrants. I got to go find the 30. thousands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is such a fun thing to do. And, um, and it's educational as well. And um, uh, from the ones I've seen online, Steve, awfully competitive. 
they were pretty unique designs to really change the look, uh, but yet contain some sort of, you know, whether it's a softball or whatever image it's yeah, it, it works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It so is. we got a lot of fun stuff coming up and we can't of course forget about the farmer's market, which I believe goes for a few more weeks. Yeah. Every um, Friday so through still, October. Still plenty of, still plenty of time to go get your stuff on Friday afternoons today. And uh, so we've got plenty of fun things. It's not as if summer's over. It is over, but there's plenty of other fun things to do in Franklin. Yeah, and as the cultural district likes to uh, use their tagline, arts happening here. Okay. So yeah. actually arts happen here. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I have to have it phrased properly. Arts yeah. happen here. Present and tense, th right? There's plenty of that that are, <laughs> they don't say culture, but there's they're related to that. You can't pull the two apart. So yeah, That's arts right. happening here. So lots to happen, lots coming. And then a recap, uh, EDC, Economic Development Subcommittee, which met on Wednesday, uh, also indicates kind of the town side. There's a lot happening there as well. Well, we um, so the uh, for those that have been following along, the um, downtown zoning study got completed and the, uh, the committees kind of talked about some of its priorities. But as I mentioned at the meeting, the council, the town council has also had goals and priorities for the year. Um, and one of them was to um, um, fix one of the pandemic related um, casualties, which was the commuter lots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, before the pandemic, um, there was far greater demand for those spaces to commute than there were supply. There and we used to have period, right? That's right. We used to have, um, say, 100 applications for a permit for about 75 that. Uh, spaces that we had, I think it was 68 actually to be specific. And, um, and then 21 across the street at the Ferraris lot. Um, since the pandemic has, has come through, the town has, uh, has sold very few of their quarterly spaces for obvious reasons, because not as many people were commuting and still aren't commuting right. via the MBTA train, the commuter rail uh, uh, down in downtown Franklin. And so as a result, um, you know, that's that's a gap the council's identified, the staff has identified um, and that we had to fix uh, because the town was uh, was uh, is still maintaining the lot, although albeit a little less than maybe before because it hasn't been used as much. And we still pay some of our leases like the Ferraris lot. Most people don't know is owned by uh, that property owner and the town leases it from them for those 21 spaces over across uh, from Franklin Nutrition. So uh, we're not getting any users. And if you notice, a lot of people, Steve, complain, and rightfully so, and I understand it, about signage. Mm -hmm. As we uh, made, talked about the other night, the signs are, are a symptom of the problem. The bylaw was actually the problem. And so while a lot of folks, not just at this meeting, but for years have been complaining about the, the poor signage, the signage actually is very well done. It is very clear and it actually marks out the spaces very, very well in downtown Franklin. The problem was not the signage. It was what the signage says because of what the bylaw said. And so what we tried mm -hmm. to get the council to do um, and the EDC was supportive of this chaired by uh, Councillor Hamlin, which also includes Councillor Frangillo, uh, Sheridan and Jones. 
was to take out the language in the bylaw that separated spaces out for commuters or merchants. And the staff have done a great job, Alicia in my office and Kristen in the police department, um, doing some research to get some pay kiosks installed in those lots so that anybody on a first come first serve basis, merchants, employees, customers, retailers, commuters, you name it, um, uh, tourists, could um, you know go down and park for a couple bucks or a buck um, at the downtown lot all day, and um, and so they accepted um, almost all of the cha uh, proposed changes that we had uh, to the downtown map, um, specifying out no overnight parking on any of those streets and in those lots, which is something that many people have wanted in downtown uh, for a long time, and um, really we're freeing up you know, all of those spaces for anybody to use for festivals, for the town common, for, you know, whatever people need uh, parking for downtown. And um, the regulations will generally be, although I expect them, they might get changed again. But I think what we're looking at is probably 8 a.m. Uh, or excuse me, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, uh, there'll be free parking on Main Street and East Central Street. Um, the council did change it to a two-hour zone. Uh, where it originally proposed at one hour to get greater rotation on just those streets. And um, and then the parking lots will have hours from 6 a.m. to midnight, and then there's no overnight parking. So each day, one of the complaints, Steve, that you're probably familiar with that we heard, and even Lily probably heard some of these in her year here in Franklin, was just the constant dumping of cars in front of businesses uh, and feeling as if customers didn't quite have the access off, off the streets um, for the short trip, but the lots also didn't allow people for the long trip mm, to downtown right. for the yeah. three hour visit for lunch and a walk or a festival or an event or a concert, um, or, or whatever. And so, um, and so we were able to take a lot of those restrictions away. The only bad side to everything that happened <laughs> this past Wednesday, Steve is the bad news is that it's going to take, uh, the town months to order, the kiosks uh, it'll take us a couple months to make the signs. Um, we will not have them uh, ordered and ready to go before the ground freezes, which means we're going to have to wait until spring. Um, but I think the, the positive news is, is that there was a lot of support from uh, the elected officials on that. And I think uh, as a downtown patron yourself um, and a downtown partnership member and others, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that some of these changes were welcome as well. Yeah, and I think the the signage will still help. Uh, clearly, as you indicated, it'll at least be changed <laughs> to clearly yeah. reflect that if you're going to, and that's where the other social campaigns and communications campaign, of which Lily, I'm sure, will be a key contributor, and I'll help yeah. as much as possible. So people will have a better understanding, okay, if there's open spots along Main Street or East Central, and you got a short trip parked there, if you got a longer trip anticipated, parking one of the two parking lots it's not free but it's nominal pay mm -hmm. um, and then with the signage to help for the visitors that come in that should make it a lot easier to do get in and around and then hopefully the businesses will be satisfied because they'll have the traffic that they're looking for yeah yeah i mean there's no it's one of those things where unfortunately there's just not yet still that kind of demand which would demand higher rates more parking uh, other things um, but I think freeing up these lots uh, mainly and also making the rotation on Main and East Central a little bit more robust 
Um, the downtown partnership and many others, I agree with them. They came out strongly in favor of greater enforcement. Um, and so we'll do that. Uh, as I pointed out in my memo, uh, one of the things that uh, we get the most complaints about today is on uh, enforcement of speeding, right. signage, uh, other traffic, uh, scaff laws. Um, I think downtown has very little of that, but we do have some cars parking illegally. And I think that, um, you know, like will likely happen if there's a uh, room in the budget, there'll be some uh, reinforcements put in the FY24 budget to deal <laughs> with some of these issues. And I, for one, I will admit, and I will, I'll, I'll say it on the record. I've said it before, so it's not something I haven't said before, Steve, but speeding is a chronic problem everywhere. Mm, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and we are the eyes of the beholder on that. Um, there's no amount of police I can hire to, to nail them all. Um, we have to be conscientious of that. But that being said, I, I, I can feel the tension and the level of dissatisfaction and, and, and upsetness within the community and the concern, um, and, you know, sometimes even though I deal, I say to myself, well, speeding is a reality of life. It's all us. Uh, traffic is not worse than it was before the pandemic, but we are way more impatient people than we were before the pandemic, <clears throat> which is causing actually most of the friction. But it also it is what it is. And, you know, hopefully in my role and I know the chief supports this, you know, we have to both of us believe we have to make some more investments in this and i think the partnership said it too and i think downtown parking enforcement is kind of another level where we've come over the last six years since the redesign project mm -hmm. and and i think if there is greater enforcement like they pointed out maybe that will get a greater rotation of cars going and maybe more people will feel like there's more spaces and there'll be more to offer downtown so um, you know, we continue to try to revitalize things and we continue to try to make things better. And we have some new businesses downtown, um, that have different hours and have different customer base. So, um, we're going to go ahead and move forward with this. And hopefully when it gets to the full council, it'll be on the October 5th agenda, not this week. Those, uh, uh, bylaws, Steve, from the EDC last week will be on the <coughs> oh, October yeah, 5th agenda. I wasn't anticipating coming up right away, but I figured they'd be in an October timeline. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so two points. Uh, to add reinforce um one clearly the dean neighborhood parking situation was referenced in that meeting mm -hmm. as well that we're going to give deans new management time to help us in that regard before making any other programmatic changes from bylaws fines etc um but then the other piece that i think came up in a couple of points during the conversation clearly trying to make downtown much more of a walkable uh mass transit oriented between Gatra and some of the other things, you know, transportation is an issue overall. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the zoning and uh, other changes with Franklin for All, those clearly will also take time to bring in more foot traffic, if you will, to downtown, which will also help the business. Um, so, yeah, it, this is kind of the short term quick fix, and we'll see how well it does. Uh, yeah. Because I think as we talked before, uh, this actually gives us some metrics in terms of the kiosk. Once they're operating, you'll be able to figure out and know how much they're actually being used and thereby can adjust accordingly. You just nailed something that was so uh, near and dear to us when the police chief, was, the chief of police, and I articulated this in my memo, came to me 
after some of the previous debates and said, Jamie, you know, our recommendation is not only on the traffic violations that we did the research on, but more importantly, we think you should hire a third party organization to do a, a omnibus traffic study, uh, parking study in downtown Franklin. Um, there's, I will say I'm a little saturated on studies right now and mm -hmm. I didn't really like the idea. I know that the chief is correct. Um, but one of the things when I was looking through the examples they showed me was the amount of data that those cities and towns had. We have no data. No. We don't know why people are parking, where they park and why. We think we know. We have some references to people who have done certain things. We have the bias of each business of what works for their few customers or mm -hmm. whatever. But we never really have any holistic data to say we know for a fact that those 68 spaces were rented this many times in this month for these reasons. And I think that was one of the reasons why we did want to get to, uh, Steve, um, getting the kiosks, right? Some way, mm -hmm. somehow, they're the wave right. of the future. Um, Flowbird's a great company. They've got a great bunch of kiosks in a lot of other communities. Um, as I was referencing the other night, we go to North Shore a lot, and they use them up in Essex and Gloucester and Beverly and um, my wife, uh, will get out of the car and do the, the thing really quick. And if she comes back and says this thing was easy and it was great, then I know it's going to work for everybody in Franklin. She's a tough mm -hmm. customer. And so we're going to be able to collect more data over the next year or two. And, and one more quick plug that I, I never thought of until Councillor Frangillo brought it up, which I thought was an interesting point. Um, I proposed in the bylaw to get rid of merchant pricing at 180 a quarter and replace it with the town administrator shall set the rates of the parking fees. Right. And I recommended that because the truth of the matter is this is a market-based dollar that's going to continue to go up and down mm -hmm. right over time. And and I I was like, geez, every time we go for a bylaw change on a on a dollar increase or decrease, it becomes huge fodder and social media and, and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And what I never thought of until he brought it up was. What if you delegate the time zones and the rates in the hours to the town administrator as well? While that sounds like too much power to succeed, if folks actually thought about it, it would make things like the Dean College neighborhood or others, it would allow the staff and the chief and myself to actually make tweaks, do little samples, see if things worked. And if they didn't, we could repeal them or add them or detract from them. But when you have to go through this mm -hmm. four different public hearing, one tweak on one street done, it, it does feel it does feel like we're we're hitting a, a mosquito with a sledgehammer. And yeah. I thought his idea was interesting. I hope the council actually does bring that up at a future meeting. I think it'd be fascinating. But you know, I think you were probably listening to that and probably had some thoughts too. Um, yes, I was listening. I was a little, well, we'll put that aside for the time being. I do think it reinforces a couple of points or at least things that we've talked of in the prior. The mm -hmm. council is supposed to be an oversight body, right. a legislative body. And unless they have uh, the judicial role when there's a alcohol license violation, mm -hmm. they're purely legislative. Mm -hmm. They do an oversight. Clearly, they have to hire you. And they review you mm -hmm. and they provide oversight on the town operation. They're not supposed to be in the nitty gritty details of the day-to-day -day business, which is your responsibility. And then you and the department heads have that empowerment. Mm -hmm. I think this is a step towards fostering that in a better mm -hmm. way. 
Um, so I, I'm for it. I understand there are some, even within the council, never mind the community, who think that's given up some of their power. I would disagree and argue with them that it doesn't give away their power. It makes the town more effective, which they should want. So, yeah, yeah we're not I, the final. Great, somebody called that. me. <laughs> somebody called me right after the meeting and 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 asked me what the rate would be. And I said, "Well, I don't really think it should be three dollars. I don't think we have a demand for that during the day." Mm-hmm. But as I was talking to them, I said, "Maybe it's the three dollars from six a.m. to." And I was making this up as I was talking to them. Maybe right. it's three dollars from six a.m. to noon. And it's a dollar from noon to six. But if I got to go back and change that every time there's an idea that comes out through two readings and a hearing through the EDC, it ends up becoming a three month process to change something that you want to tweak. Yeah. I said to them, that's why the town administrator should be in set charge of the rates, because ultimately I got a business to run out of that lot too, where we're out paying money and we need to recoup the cost. Oh, by the way, the kiosks, cost uh, a certain amount of money each year mm-hmm. for a licensing sure. fee, yeah. right? So there yeah. are costs embedded into all of this and we want to make sure we're getting our money back. But I thought Councillor Frangillo did bring up an interesting idea. I thought all of the ideas the councils brought up the other night were great ones. Um, and we'll look forward to the next set of hearings and I'm sure the discussion will continue on. Yeah, and as a resident and former commuter, now that I'm retired, I'm not <laughs> commuting, but um, the consideration, at least initially, uh not less than six dollars given that the parking down at the train station is six dollars if yeah. you park up there for less yeah commuters will move no reason why they shouldn't <laughs> except on snowy or rainy days then it's they'll the- go down and pay the six bucks dude right so <laughs> that that's you know off the hand yeah. and that's without doing analysis but that yeah. that would be a consideration so other teasers, the town council agenda for the 28th meeting is coming. The 28th um, uh, agenda should be out. Um, I think I just saw it there. Um, the big item on this one is uh, coming up next week is going to be um, the final RFP for the old, for South, the old Church. South meeting for the yeah South meeting house. Sure. Um, we have a slew, a slate of new appointments um, to fill out the rest of the, committees and commissions and while i can't um disclose any of the complete details yet i think you'll see an executive session uh on uh the agenda that will um at least uh get some people to start talking and thinking um and the teaser because this show we will not be taping again for uh at least a few more weeks or whatever it is steve um, you know, I can also tease out that on October 4th, there'll be a community preservation committee meeting. And on October 5th, um, uh, there'll be another council meeting um, where you'll start to see the uh, content of the executive session uh, on those meetings, uh, which is relates to uh, Schmidt's farm up off of 215 Prospect Street. Yep. So, okay. Um, of the listeners out there that live over in that area of the woods uh, or the community, um, you know, you might want to uh, make sure you check the town calendar to um, see when uh, other discussions may be on uh, various other committees uh, relative relating to Schmitz. So that's the um, that's I think the big stuff next uh, next week uh, on the council agenda. Steve. 
Yeah, that's been quiet for a bit. Um, obviously, summertime, I'm sure, had an effect on that as well. But now that we're into fall and busyness, uh, you're closing some items out. So that'll be good. Yes. good. Closing some items out. We've got, obviously, a lot more uh, coming up. And I do want to give you and I want to give Alan Earls. Uh, this is a little off uh, topic, but I wanted to give you and Alan Earls. Um, and Lily, this is something that uh, we should think about and how we get some of this information out to the community without. Uh, but. Uh, municipal aggregation. Um, I yes. got an email last night from a couple citizens <laughs> um, worried about the electricity rates. And, um, you know, the good news for Franklin is, um, and you and Alan uh, on the Observe, Franklin Observer both, um, you know, kindly, uh, and he cited your article, Steve, but, um, you know, I do appreciate Alan amplifying this but the municipal aggregation electricity rate in franklin right now is 10 7 cents um which is uh very very good uh compared to what uh, national grid will be seeking in a month uh there are rumors out there as we all know steve uh of a 60 percent jump in electricity costs from national grid i believe they put that number out yeah, uh, they this did week. in their yeah in their and press their, right? release and their mm -hmm. press release um, even if the uh, attorney general doesn't give them a 60% um, number, uh, I think we can safely say uh, that the electricity costs will be going up uh, a lot. Franklin residents who are enrolled in the municipal aggregation program, which are virtually, you know, 97, 96% of the town is, is, is enrolled. So if you're listening out there, you don't have to necessarily do something. If you unenrolled from the program, this is probably a very good time to look into it. If you have a third-party supplier that you signed a deal with for energy, for green energy, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. this is a good time to look into those numbers because the town of Franklin is going to have a rate of 10 and a half cents a kilowatt through the end of 2023. Right. So that should mean very real savings uh, mm -hmm. relative to what's about to happen uh, in Franklin. So I think that's really good news. And I appreciate your plug as well as Alan's plug at a time of difficult inflation. Um, stability has always been, and we've always preached this, Steve, yep. as part of the program. It's about stability and consistency, not just about every single dollar and looking at every month and usage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And for those who were not aware, clearly municipal aggregation, I think it was probably three years, approximately. Yeah, two and a half While you ago. were looking to do uh, the deal, you had already gotten the approval, but then you kept going to the market, to the market, yep. to check, to check before it actually happened in 2020. And that by now we have a three-year deal through 23. Um, who knows what the rate will be on that, but Hopefully the situation will have settled somewhat. So yeah. it may go up, but it shouldn't go up as much. Um, and I think at the time to the, those who haven't participated, two legitimate reasons. If they've got to your point of a third party already with a deal that, ex that they can't switch from, we understand they can't switch. Mm -hmm. And if somebody already has the solar installation, they're already covered. But for everybody else, I haven't heard of a third reason that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so yeah, consider it, come on over. Uh, I think mostly what I've heard is the P and we knew this would happen. We talked about it at the public hearing. There's just a percentage of people that will always object to 
an organization like a governmental organization getting involved in any of this type of stuff. Right. So you may take your family to BJ's to get the bulk pricing on bulk goods or, or whatever store you might go to ordering online or whatever. This is the same thing. We ordered a bulk price and oh, by the way, it was a hundred percent renewable energy we purchased. So you're going to be getting hundred percent renewable energy. The thing I'm most concerned about now, because I'm always concerned about something mm-hmm. is at the end of 2023, what does this look like? Right. And right. will there be a big spike back up for residents in town a year and a half from now when the program ends and we've got to go back out to the market to go bid? Um, that's my, when the contract ends, well, the contract ends, but, um, you know, that we'll see but you know what, we'll obviously start working on that in the spring. Um, you know, if not sooner, but nonetheless, um, that is a concern for the future, but I'll, you know, some of this, you have to appreciate, I think the moment now, and that for this winter coming up with rising costs going Mm -hmm. through the roof, the town of Franklin has a very, very stable and very, very affordable rate for electricity. And so hopefully residents out there will be protected from uh, from these big cost increases. Right. And if if there is an increase, I think, given the market, will mm-hmm. still benefit to the extent that our increase would be less than the others in the comparable pace. Right. Um, and then the other key benefit, and I was glad you mentioned BJ's, because for those, whether it's uh, Costco or BJ's, you pay for the membership in order to get that. In Franklin, you don't have to pay to be part of the municipal aggregation. How about that? You you just have to not yell at your town administrator. (laughs) Um, And then one last quick thing, Steve, just to close the loop, uh, tax increment financing for Plan Z um, Corp Inc. um, that got approved a few meetings ago. Yes. Got a unanimous endorsement yesterday at the state level. So that TIF is now... Um, is now been approved, which means that company can move forward with uh, their 7,500 square foot training facility that they're mm-hmm. going to build there for their manufacturing jobs, which is great to have in Franklin and the partnerships that they build with Tri-County. So, And I will give Brian Tabiner a huge shout out publicly. Um, out of all of the applications before the state yesterday for TIFs, none of them were 100% done with all the paperwork except for the town of Franklin. And uh, that's a huge uh, credit to Brian and Amy and their staff that um, made us look good on, uh, (laughs) on those state calls where uh, all of our documents were done, signed, sealed, delivered and, and fall river and Deerfield are still waiting for this, that, and the other thing. And so what happens is is the state then has to contingent their approval based on that, Mm -hmm. but ours went right through and takes effect immediately. So uh, congratulations to them and thanks to uh, that company for uh, being a part of the community. Yeah, and I think that as was discussed in the council meeting, discussed, I think, amongst us prior, the, the company will have additional benefits to the community, not just to Tri-County, but as they bring in the people to the training, where are they going to stay? They, <laughs> They're um, going to be here somewhere. They told so, me an amazing story offline during the pandemic. Uh, when the first shutdown happened, of course, mm-hmm. they didn't fully shut down. You right. can't just, right? So it was, it was it was a constant moving target for a manufacturing facility within the walls. Um, and because lunchtime was broken up and split up and they had to have people all over the place and they didn't have a cafeteria, they didn't have a kitchen. Um, for three and a half months, they ordered 
uh, all of their food from the King Street Cafe um, every single day um, to make sure that some of our local businesses were still surviving. So, um, you know, that's the type of thing that we were talking about at the council meeting that night that you can't buy that kind of behavior. No. Um, the company just has that kind of behavior and uh, they've been a great uh, community partner. So we're very happy for them and look forward to working with them on that uh, exciting project down off 140. And kudos to King Street in this case and to the other community organizations, businesses for delivering so that the businesses continue yep. to use them because yep. it, it takes two to tango. <laughs> it takes two to tango. <laughs> Well, thanks for taking this time today to share. We've got a lot coming in, uh, in October and who knows what November is going to bring. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy thanks a lot, moment. Steve. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Lily. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. And we do this, of course, because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008 and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.